Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice podcast with Archbishop George J. Lucas. Today, Archbishop Lucas is going to be talking with Father Joe Taphorn, who is the director and pastor of the St. John Paul II Newman Center here in Omaha. Father Taphorn, thanks for joining me in the conversation today. I'd like for you to have the opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, the work that you've been involved in now for several years on uh, the campus at UNO, and particularly about the St. John Paul II Newman Center. This is a, a new opportunity for us in terms of the dimension of campus ministry that's possible, but also uh, a new chapter in, in your priesthood after uh, many years of faithful service in the chancery, and in other ways, you uh, have taken on the role as, as pastor and director of, of the Newman Center. So talk a little bit about that uh, work and about the Newman Center itself. Well, thank you, Archbishop. It's uh, great to visit with you always. And the Newman Center really is a, is a great gift. I think I see it as being born just as the fruit of prayer and um, just many great things that have happened in the archdiocese uh, over the many years. And certainly um, what we're doing now with college students builds upon the great work that happened, you know, over generations with people like Monsignor Dunn and the Apostolic Oblates, uh, the partnership with St. Margaret Mary Parish. But as you know, I mean, over the years, kind of in more recent years, past 10 years or so, there's been a growing desire uh, to really grow the program, and with the addition of Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students who have been uh, great partners with us and sending missionaries and starting Bible studies, we've seen a great growth in what we say the human community. And because of that, we've noticed sort of a need for even a structure facility, something to support really what is a work of the Holy Spirit. And so it's been a great gift to me uh, when I was serving you uh, in the chancery to uh, be kind of a point person for this project, and then now uh, to be named a year ago pastor of it, and really to watch it just come to life. So it's, it's a great thing, I think, to see more students being engaged, to see the facility being uh, built, to see it function in the way that we imagined, and just really bearing great spiritual fruit. So it's, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, talk a little bit about the facility. Uh, it's uh, just a building in one sense, but the people of the diocese have, have uh, been very supportive so that we could build a facility that then could be the place where there could be the encounter with Jesus on the part of students on the UNO campus and, and others. So talk a little bit about the building, but also what happens inside of it. Certainly. I think it's also helpful just to remind uh, folks, too, what Newman Centers are. Newman Centers are named after John Henry Cardinal Newman. And um, he really had this idea that the university, uh, it was in England, was a place of encounter, a place of intellectual encounter, spiritual encounter, a place to live life together. So in our country, the United States, Newman Centers are centers of Catholic student centers, you might say, where students can gather together, principally on secular campuses, and uh, really live life together. So when we imagined a Newman Center at UNO, we've always longed for one. I think for many years, again, we had previously used St. Margaret Mary Parish, but this idea of having a, a center on campus or adjacent to campus that would support the intellectual life, the spiritual life, and really kind of unique in our scenario, uh, the residential life, a growing residential population at UNO. And so our center has a second patron, St. John Paul II, of course, a great uh, hero to many young people and certainly in my own priesthood and what a mark he has made on the church. And so when we created this center, we wanted to really emulate in many ways the, the qualities that were particular to John Paul II, the way that he uh, spent time with young people, the way that he encountered them, the way that he led them deeper in the life of the faith. 
So we have what we call kind of three principal spaces that we speak of. The, the center, it, even uh, architecturally, is the oratory uh, or house of prayer. It's, it's a chapel, essentially, a very beautiful chapel. Um, many, many features of artwork and things in there that, that harken back to the life of, of John Paul II. We have generous common areas, so places where students can gather together to uh, study, to uh, just recreate, to spend time, spend life with one another. And then also our residential hall, we call it Newman Hall. And there's actually apartments there, so we have 162 beds. Uh, for students to live together in apartment style living. And that really, in many ways, is um, unique and very, very special. I think it's a, it's a very important component to what we're doing because it allows us not to just see students once or twice a week, which was happening before, um, but now we can see students every day and uh, uh, late at night, early in the morning, there's always activity and life happening there. And, and it's beautiful when that can be done together. I have the chance to visit the Newman Center occasionally and I'm, I'm always uh, happy. Uh, to come into that community because you feel a certain energy. And what I notice uh, beyond the, the good work that you do and, and uh, that's done by the Focus Missionaries is that they, the students have a care for one another. I think that seems to be one of the advantages of the, of the community, that both those students who live there but also others who come, uh, the, they, they have a sense that uh, they're being uh, invited to, to focus on how the Lord is leading them uh, to grow into maturity and uh, how they can live virtuous lives, and then they offer encouragement to each other. Yeah, and we have that in, in sort of formal ways with students who are actually employed on staff, what we call resident assistants, RAs, pretty typical in in uh, college um, residential life. But our RAs are chosen in particular with a view not just to somebody who can sort of, um, you know, enforce the rules, but really mentor other uh, individuals, uh, walk with them, uh, be present to them, and uh, in many ways are kind of the eyes and the ears of myself and, and our and our professional housing staff. Uh, we have, uh, of course, some other uh, members of our team there in addition to the RAs, but being able to sort of uh, bounce things off the resident assistants, kind of get the pulse of the house. We obviously have our own encounters too, but it really is beautiful uh, to watch them engage, grow in leadership, and and spend time with others. Um, really, there's a lot of opportunities to serve and take on leadership. We have a parish council because we are a parish in the archdiocese. We have students engaged in the liturgy and music and reading, serving, um, just all kinds of different things. And it, it's really fun to sort of uh, kind of mentor and encourage that kind of leadership role in the church. Yeah, it's beautiful to um, to, uh, to see that. I, th I think we all look forward to uh, the opportunity for, for students to uh, perhaps begin to imagine uh, the vocation to which the Lord might might be calling them during these um, years of, of their university ed education. We know the Lord has a, a beautiful plan for each of them, and, and as they're um, looking at their future and uh, becoming formed in the faith, but also educated, so that they can dedicate their life to something something good. We hope that um, and and really try to uh, encourage the situation where, where they can really listen for the, the call of our Lord and, and begin to think how they might serve the church. That's a definitely an important piece of, of what we do there. I, I like to think, you know, among the priorities we have, one of them is to teach students how to pray. So we have a, a strong emphasis, a daily holy hour every day, spiritual direction is available, uh, daily confession, daily mass all kinds of things, um, talks on prayer, a couple of retreats on prayer. And we do all that in many ways. I think I, I take uh, confidence and, and encouragement from the words of Pope Benedict Emeritus. You may remember Archbishop when he came to the United States and the bishops asked him, 
uh, to comment on the, the, the so-called vocation crisis. What are we going to do? You know, there are not enough seminarians, not enough priests. What, what do we do? And his, I'm paraphrasing, but his answer was essentially, if you teach young people how to pray, you can trust that they will know what to do with their vocation. They're going to find their vocation if you teach them how to pray. And so that really is, a, I think, an emphasis for us. And we're seeing it. Again, it's the Lord's work, but um, we've had three weddings already uh, so far in the oratory. We've got more weddings scheduled and engagements. Several students have become engaged uh, in the presence of Blessed Sacrament in the oratory. We had a young man, uh, Cole Nardini, go to the seminary after graduating last spring. And we have another uh, individual in process now um, who I believe will be going to the seminary this coming spring. So beautiful just to kind of watch that fruit unfold. Yeah, great. Thanks for encouraging that. Uh, and I think we, we uh, see the opportunity in this season for a, a, an even more basic sacramental encounter uh, with the Lord and a basic understanding of, of the Christian uh, vocation as you're able to welcome new members in, into the church at, uh, at Easter time. Uh, it's the joy of, of every pastor, I think, to, to see uh, the community of faith growing. And, and you have that experience um, this, uh, this Easter time. So we're, we're having this conversation during Holy Week, but talk a little bit about what you're anticipating in terms of welcoming new members at the Easter Vigil. Yeah, thank you, Archbishop. It's, uh, well, it's, it's wonderful. Our, I'm sure our parishioners and listeners are aware of what's called the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, or RCIA, which is the process of forming and um, administering the sacraments of initiation to adult uh, members of the faith. Sometimes we use the word converts. Um, and so um, we've never had an RCA program before that was particular to a Newman Center. Of course, we're a new parish, so it makes sense. Occasionally, there have been a student or two over the years that has joined the church, maybe, for example, through St. Margaret Mary Parish when we were affiliated with them. Uh, but it, it may have been maybe one in a given year or maybe one every couple of years. And I think just, again, through the fact that, that we have a gathering place and people are engaged and there's many more students uh, involved in the community life, we now have uh, five students who will be um, either baptized or received into the church uh, at the coming Easter vigil. And so that really is just a great, um, it's really just kind of, I think, made everybody happy, you know, uh, uh, the, the other students in the house and part of our parish community, even our non-residents who are involved are very excited about it. They become friends with these individuals and to sort of watch their own journey of faith. And they all come from very different backgrounds, which is just kind of, I guess, it's kind of like the, the human condition. No, everybody, no cookie cutter here. All five are very unique individuals. Their stories are unique. And the way they found us is, is different for each one. But it's just been a, a beautiful thing to watch them come together um, through our weekly uh, classes and meetings and uh, mentorship. And we have students who are acting as their sponsors. And so it's just been beautiful to, to watch that unfold. And we're very excited about uh, celebrating Easter Vigil with them. Uh, the challenge for us in all of our parishes regarding the RCIA is uh, beyond the, the moment of the, of the initiation at Easter time, uh, to be able to incorporate the new members into a community of believers and have them find uh, really a place where, where they can uh, have friendships, as you say, but also uh, use their gifts and continue to grow in faith. So it seems like you have a, a good opportunity for that at the Newman Center. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's, it's one of the concerns I remember, I don't have the data in front of me, but I remember studying this a number of years ago when I was in Norfolk and I worked with the RCA team early in my priesthood that you know, quite a few people statistically come into the church at Easter and then after a year or two kind of peter out or, or aren't that engaged. And so we're mindful of that. But I, I do think we have an opportunity um, because of the relationships and, and just kind of the um, intimacy, I guess, is the word that comes to mind. There, there's a certain um, intensity and beauty about living together. Not all the students live there. Uh, one of the students will be 
um, received into the church actually was selected to be a resident assistant next year. And it kind of shows his own uh, leadership qualities and, and desire to serve. So we're very excited about um, walking with him and, and, and developing those gifts even further. But I think all of the students have an opportunity to contribute back. It is also kind of a transient population. That's sort of the nature of student ministry. Um, I know one of the young ladies who will be receiving in the church plans to be graduating and uh, may get a job out of Omaha. So uh, we'll send her off with our prayers and, and encouragement and hope too that she can uh, land in another parish that can really nourish and feed her. Thanks for um, uh, uh, providing the, the place where students, both uh, those who have perhaps have not met the Lord before or those who are, are deepening their relationship with him where they can really encounter him in, in a very personal way and, and come close to him. We know an important part of discipleship is that the Lord commissions us to, to go out, and so he, he wants us to stay close to him always, but also to, to go out to share the, the light and the joy of the gospel. The students at the Newman Center have those opportunities, too. I think there was just an experience uh, during spring break that that's you had with some of the students. Maybe you could talk a little bit about. So every year in spring break, we try to offer a mission trip or two. Uh, in a sense, we kind of had three opportunities to to go away together this year. And a mission trip is really just a chance to, um, just what it says, right? To, to leave our normal comfort zone and environment, uh, to go somewhere else, uh, and to pour ourselves into service. And of course, that's not just working for the sake of working, but it has to be, of course, uh, modeled in prayer. And we know that uh, we move from worship into service, right? We don't uh, give what we don't also possess. So a group of us, uh, about 15 of us, went to Denver this year. We also went last year to serve with a group of other young people, young missionaries called Christ in the City, and they serve the homeless. And their mission is very simple. Uh, it's uh, to know, love, and serve the poor. And of course, we know from great role models like St. Teresa of Calcutta that uh, when we serve the poor, uh, we encounter Christ. And so it, it, it is that. It, it's, it's knowing them. And so part of the invitation with the homeless uh, it was to walk the streets and sit down and have conversations. It's not just a, a food line or a soup kitchen, though there are those ministries available. And there's certainly uh, some of that happens during the week we're there. But probably more important than, than giving something is uh, really addressing the problem of loneliness. And I think our students were able to, and myself included, able to meet people and really be moved um, just by the desire, the human desire for connection, for community, for friendship. Uh, they, they use, in fact, with Christ in the City, a beautiful phrase, they, they call them our friends on the street. Uh, to really just acknowledge that there's a dignity here. This isn't just sort of a, a random homeless person without a name or a face, uh, but it's Bill and David and Susan. And, and when you sit down and you can, I mean, there were conversations I had that went an hour and a half or two hours uh, just, you know, on a, on a park bench or on a curb. And um, you really, there, there's just a deep hunger, I think, for an encounter and for someone to recognize, look them in the eye and spend time with them. So it's quite beautiful. Um, we also had some students who went to Columbia uh, with some focused missionaries and did a similar thing, serving the homeless in, in the country of Columbia. And then Father Andy Rosa, our associate pastor and director of vocations for the Archdiocese, took a group on pilgrimage to Rome. So we had kind of had uh, uh, students scattered far and wide last week, and everyone's glad to be back, I think, together this week. Great. Well, thanks for providing those those opportunities. It sounds like a real rich environment of both faith and, and learning and, and fellowship at the St. John Paul II Newman Center. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how someone can find out more about it. If there are parents or, or students who, who want to learn more about the Newman Center or maybe even come for a visit, I'm sure that would be welcome. 
how, how might they of go course, about that? Of course, yes. Well, probably the easiest uh, would be just to visit our website, at least as an initial look, and that's uh, jpiiomaha.org, as in jp2omaha.org. So uh, check us out there. We're located uh, really pretty much right on campus, on the Scott campus at 71st and Pacific Street. So we welcome visitors anytime. If you're familiar with that area, it's kind of uh, just east of the Bed Bath & Beyond and that um, shops at Exarbon. So we would love to have uh, people stop in. We've been making visits to high schools. We've had some high school retreats there. Roncalli uh, came down for a retreat recently. Gross High School has come on a retreat. Different youth groups have visited. Um, so yeah, we would just love to especially engage uh, high school age and, and college students as well uh, to come and check us out. So we're we think we have a great gift to offer. Uh, we have room to grow, you know, so the beautiful thing about the facility is, um, you know, Archbishop, we had a lot of discussions in our uh, building committee and feasibility committee, you know, let, let's let's kind of do this once and do it right. And, and we built it big. <laughs> so we have room to accommodate many students, uh, both in the residential uh, facility, as well as our oratory and our common spaces. And there's no reason why I think um, Catholic students um, should obviously should check us out. But again, non Catholics as well. We're here to serve the entire uh, UNO campus, and, and we want to have students come come be part of our life. The facility has been built, as you said, to accommodate lots of students. So there are many uh, great spaces for people to, who aren't residents to come and pray and study and enjoy fellowship. But we mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, the, the residential component is uh, somewhat unusual and, and I think a real plus for our Newman Center. And it's maybe something that, that most parents or students wouldn't be thinking of uh, right off the bat. So we really do encourage any uh, students who might be interested in uh, UNO, but also in the life of the Newman Center to, to come and have a look, because I That's think right. they'll really be impressed and uh, with the facility, certainly, but also with the community that uh, that you experience right away when you come in the door. And I think I would offer a special invitation uh, to rural parents and rural students to give us a look. You know, I think sometimes Omaha students, many of them commute, they might live at home, they may have other housing options, they're familiar in the city. I think some of our uh, families in the rural area, Omaha, may be not as familiar, and to know that the church has created a home uh, that is safe and convenient and uh, is going to be imbued with, uh, with, with our Catholic values, that that would really be an attractive option for many of our... So we have students now from Columbus, we have students from uh, Norfolk, students from West Point, a number of our uh, O'Neill, a number of our small towns already, but just to keep um, building those relationships is certainly a great desire that we have. We also have some students from across the river too, uh, uh, from Lincoln and um, Wahoo and some other areas as well in the Lincoln Diocese. Thanks very much for taking the time to, to share about the St. John Paul II Newman Center. We're all very proud of it. I'm so grateful to the people of the Archdiocese that they've provided the resources to make this possible and thankful to, uh, to you for your ongoing leadership. Any any final thoughts that you want to add or anything that you want to make sure that we all know about the Newman Center while you have the chance? Well, I would just say just on a personal note, thank you, Archbishop, for the invitation for me to serve as pastor there and for your leadership. You know, the students love it when you come down. Uh, and I don't, I'm not saying that just to uh, just to say that, but they they love it when you come and hang out with them. So um, you're always welcome. I know you make an opportunity. I've uh, been down numerous times every year, so we love having you. And uh, some even talked about maybe doing sort of a uh, 
uh, some a movie trilogy with you. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, but <laughs> come down anytime. We'd love to have you there. Good. Thanks. I, I always say when I visit there that it, it uh, um, makes me want to go back to college, but, but just for the hanging out part. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> I really right. don't want to have to do any papers or take finals. <laughs> Neither do they. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to uh, all of our listeners. I'm grateful for your uh, interest in the life of the Catholic Church in this archdiocese and particularly your interest in the, our St. John Paul II Newman Center. Uh, wish a, a blessed and joyful Easter season season to all. Thank you and God bless you. Great to be here. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org/podcast.